You're listening to Marketplace Ministry, a podcast for kingdom-minded entrepreneurs that examines business through a biblical lens. Your business is a calling, and when done well, brings glory and honor to God. Let's get into the show. Welcome back to Marketplace Ministry. My name is Jason Smith, and today we're going to dive back into our archives, and we're going to revisit some of our top episodes of this past year. Man, it has been a whirlwind ride this entire year. We started off in season two talking about the leadership lessons of Jesus, and then in season three, we started talking about the covenant of God and the blessings that follow you when you're in covenant with God, and so I want to dive into those episodes, and we're going to revisit them. These were the top five episodes of this year, and I only found this out recently because my Wrapped came out the other day from Spotify, and it showed me how I'm impacting people. I was blown away with where this podcast is going and how it's growing, and I'm just so thankful for all of you who are listening and tuning in every time I drop an episode, so I really appreciate you from the bottom of my my heart, and we're going to dive in today talking about Leaders Send Their Followers. This comes out of season two, and we'll start that episode right now. He gathered together all of his disciples, and he sent them out two by two. Note, Jesus gave this assignment to his 12 disciples. It wasn't the rest of the crowd that were gathered there. It was his 12 disciples. That means Jesus dispatched six two-man teams to go into the immediate area and preach the gospel. Matthew chapter 10 details Jesus' complete operation order. Okay. Yeah. Now, what is an operations order? For those of you who are non-military folk, let's explain explain. what an operations order is. (laughs) This is a formalized plan for a military operation. You know, in the military, there's a five-paragraph operations order, or it's abbreviated OPORD, that outlines the situation, the mission, the execution, the service and support, and the command and signal. This format allows leaders to deliver information about the scope of a mission in an easy-to-understand language. From the highest level, the op word is usually very general in scope, because if you've got like a general up here that has an idea of what what he wants to accomplish in an area of operations, he's going to be giving his op word to the next level of leaders down. And so the next level of leaders down, they're going to receive this op word and they're going to personalize it. They're going to make it fit more what their area of operations is. So if there's supply, then supply is going to modify the op word to fit the mission of the supply team in the overall scope of what they just received yeah. from the higher up. As the op word comes from the top down, it gets more specific. The higher up you go, the more general it is in nature. Right. And the lower you go, the more specific it is. Because the people who are on the lowest level, which are your frontline soldiers, Mm -hmm. they need to know what their job is so they can execute it in this mission. And if they do their job right, then their leaders will have done their job right. And then their leaders, and so on all the way back up, will have done their job the way that it needs to be done. It's up to the leader to determine what needs to be done and where you're at in that chain of command determines the level of detail you have over 
the operations order. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. I was playing playing close attention. I, I okay. wanted to make sure I got this. Okay, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I'm glad. I mean, it's it's when you talk about military stuff and civilian stuff, it's, sometimes it, it just doesn't jive. This is basically what happened is Jesus gave an operations order to his oh, disciples. Wow. Now, now that you put that in there, you talk about it, that he gave the operation order to, to his disciples, very strategic on what he wanted and what he commanded. It all just kind of ties in to, to, man, that gives me chills, man. It gives me fired <laughs> up. Yeah. So he knows, he, he, he's the leader. Actually, God is the ultimate leader, yes. right? So God is leading and he has given, he already, Jesus, his mission, he knew before he was born. He knew that he was coming to earth to die on the cross for all of our sins. This is his mission. But to fulfill that mission, he has to do some things along the way. And part of that is teaching other people what he knows, because he's not going to be around forever. So he needs people to carry on this legacy. And so who is going to do that? And that's his 12 disciples. Mm -hmm. And so he has spent time teaching them what to do. And you know, a lot of times individually, yeah. because he knew all their strengths, he knew their weaknesses. And a lot of times, yes, he did teach them uh, at times all together, but it does also talk about taking them by the hand, yes. each individual and taking them on and going different places. One, you know, one disciple at a time, like Matthew, mm-hmm. you know, especially with preparing the Sermon on the Mountain, you know, each time taking their strengths and basically teaching them along the way to you know, one-on-one counseling. And sometimes we all need that. Yes. And that, and you know what, that's the, what the Bible does in a lot of ways. Jesus, when we have that time, he's given us that one-on-one time Mm -hmm. that with him. And through that time, he's giving us instruction on what to do. And each time we really get into the Bible, it's going to tell us different. It's going to tell you something and it's going to tell me. Yes. But, and that's why when something jumps off the page, that means you're not only grasping it, but it's revelation, brother. Yes. And and that's what Jesus did is he took that one disciple at a time and really got them into what he wanted them to do for their life. Amen. You know? Amen. That's good. And so for the sake of brevity, we're not going to read all of Matthew 10 today because that would, that would take up most of the show. But we do encourage you to go back and read it on your own. You know, be more noble than the Thessalonians. Be like the Bereans. Yeah. And go and seek out the scriptures for yourself to see if what we're saying is true. Go check out Matthew chapter 10 through 11, verse 1. And then check out Mark chapter 6, verse 7 through 13. And also Luke chapter 9, 1 through 6. You know, Luke is probably the the most brief of the three scriptures, but yeah, check them all out because I think Matthew's brings a lot of detail to the situation. And, and that's where we're going to draw from today in, in this operations order. If you didn't go back and read Matthew chapter 10 through chapter 11, I want to take a moment right now to focus in on the scripture. This was not included in the original episode that aired back in February, so this is new to this episode today. Beginning in verse 5 of Matthew chapter 10, it says, These twelve Jesus sent out and commanded them, saying, Do not go into the way of the Gentiles, and do not enter a city of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand, heal the sick, 
cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Provide neither gold nor silver nor copper in your money belts, nor bag for your money, nor two tunics, nor sandals, nor staffs, for a worker is worthy of his food." Now, whatever city or town you enter, inquire in it who is worthy and stay there till you go out. And when you go into a household, greet it. If the household is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. And whoever will not receive you nor hear your words, when you depart from that house or city, shake off the dust from your feet. Assuredly, I say to you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. So in that first section of scripture, that's where Jesus is detailing what you should do and how you should go. That's the first part of the operations order. But in this next section, he starts to tell you about what to expect as you go, that persecution will come. So this is where we talk about the enemy and the challenges that you will face, beginning in verse 16. Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to councils and scourge you in their synagogues. You will be brought before governors and kings for my sake as a testimony to them and to the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, do not worry about how or what you should speak, for it will be given to you in that hour what you should speak. For it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father who speaks in you. Now, brother will deliver up brother to death, and father his child, and children will rise up against parents and cause them to be put to death, and you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But he who endures to the end will be saved. When they persecute you in this city, flee to another. For assuredly, I say to you, you will not have gone through the cities of Israel before the Son of Man comes. A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for a disciple that he be like his teacher and a servant like his master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more will they call those of his household? Therefore, do not fear them, for there is nothing covered that will not be revealed and hidden that will not be known. Continuing on, Jesus teaches the fear of God. He says, whatever I tell you in the dark, speak in the light. And what you hear in the ear, preach on the housetops. And do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a copper coin and not one of them falls to the ground apart from your father's will, but the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear, therefore, you are of more value you than many sparrows. Therefore, whoever confesses me before men, him I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven." 
Do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's enemies will be those of his own household. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it, and he who loses his life for my sake will find it. He who receives you receives me, and he who receives me receives him who sent me. He who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward, and he who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. And whoever gives one of these little ones only a cold cup of water in the name of a disciple, assuredly I say to you, he shall by no means lose his reward." And in 11 verse 1, it says, Now it came to pass when Jesus finished commanding his 12 disciples that he departed from there to teach and to preach in their cities. Now back to the show. And so I want to talk about in operations order what I was able to pull out of the scriptures. Uh, so the situation is that we know that Jesus has launched, launched his ministry. And now it's time to go and tell more people about the gospel so that he can gather more followers. He tells his disciples about the enemy. He tells them there would be religious people who are opposed to their message. Jesus told them how to respond. He said, do not worry about how or what to say. Speak what the Holy Spirit tells you to say at that time. If they experience persecution, they were to escape to the next city. So they're not supposed to stay in a city where people are against them. They're supposed to leave and go somewhere else. Uh, Jesus also said that they would they would not get to all of the towns before his time came. I think that's so important to realize is that Jesus is sending you out to go to these towns to find certain people and Mm -hmm. talk to them, but you're not going to make it before my time has come. And that's why he took the time to prepare them because he knew once his time come, that mission has to be completed. So he prepped them for that whole entire time because once his time came, he knew he had to send them out to finish it. To yes, get the exactly, work. exactly. And one of the things he told them is like, if you go into a home and the people there don't receive you, that you're to kick off the dust from your feet. And that was to signify that we're breaking ties with you. We have nothing to do with you. We're not going to waste your time. And we're not going to try to convince you mm-hmm. of what we believe because you didn't receive us. So we're going to go to somebody else who wants to hear what we have to say. And, and that's the thing. You know, so many times we're like, man, you want, we want to get this person to say, that person, this, that person. Like, really take the time. Like, I would rather have that one person to spread the gospel to that is going to listen rather than go to 99 who's not going to take the time to listen to me. Yeah, absolutely. And that one person is key because that one person you minister that wants to listen, man, what he's going to do because he could go out and find that 99 Mm -hmm. and continue to build that and all because you took the time to help that one person. Amen. And then then he also told them about friendly forces. Mm-hmm. So friendly forces uh, in the military is like if you have other fire teams, other units that are in your area, you got to know where they're at and what yeah. they're doing. That's important. But for for his disciples, the friendly forces here would be those lost sheep of Israel, those people who welcomed the gospel. Okay. And yeah. so if they went into a town, they were told to let their peace lead them. And if they got into a home and they were accepted, 
they were to give a blessing over the house, a blessing of peace. And it's, and Jesus said to stay in that house, to dwell in that house until you leave the city. So if somebody welcomes you in, stay there. That's what he told them to mm-hmm. do. And that's the situation part of Jesus's operations order. He outlined the mission, and this was the mission. He said to go to the lost sheep of Israel. Now, Jesus was particular about whom God assigned him to. He knew that he was not assigned to the Gentiles. He knew he wasn't assigned to the Samaritans. It it said specifically that he was called to the lost sheep of Israel. And the way I interpret this is that he was called to the Jews who were scattered from the diaspora, mm-hmm. which happened during the intertestamental period. That's the time between the Israelites' return from exile, when Nehemiah and Ezra uh, took over the land, up until the time that Jesus was born. We know that there were several different regimes that reigned during that 400 years. And right. so during that 400 years, some of, the, some of the Jews stayed in Jerusalem, but some of them were scattered to other parts of the world. And because they were scattered, they amalgamated into the culture that they were in. So if they were, if they dwelt with the Persians, they started to take on the the culture and the the way right. of life of the Persians. If they were with the Romans, and they started to imitate and do what the Romans did, and so we we have this amalgamation taking place. They knew God, they knew the scriptures, but they had become lost to it. It was no longer in their their mindset because they had been scattered and they began to adopt these other these other thought processes and other ways of life. Mm-hmm. So these are the people that he's assigned to. He's going to go and speak to the lost sheep of Israel. These are people that once knew God, once had relationship with God, but for one reason or another, they fell away or they walked away from God. He wants to reconcile these people back to God. Wow. The execution, how are the disciples supposed to carry out their mission? They're, they're sent to the lost sheep. Well, how are they going to do it? Jesus told them exactly what to say. He said they were to preach the kingdom of God is at hand. He equipped them fully for this exactly. mission that they were going on. Equipping us today. And, and so how did he equip them? He gave them authority over demons and sickness. Yes. So he, he has said, you have the authority from me to go cast out demons and to heal the sick. So he gave that authority to his disciples mm-hmm. to do that. That was something they were equipped to be able to do. He also told them not to take anything with them. I think that's so important because because wow. he's t- saying, I want you to go to all these places. Don't take anything with you. You don't need a change of clothing. You don't need money. Basically, without saying it, he's saying, all of your needs are met. I'm taking care of you. And having been a soldier in the army, I can tell you from my personal experience yeah. that when you are a soldier, you don't have to worry about where your next meal's coming from. You don't have to know oh, so good, where you're going to lay your head. You don't have to worry about what you're going to wear because the military, once they process you in, they issue your uniforms, they take you to the chow hall three times a day, and they give you a place to sleep. Your needs are met when you are a soldier in the military. And you, this just really dropped on my spirit. It's kind of like with the disciples when when Jesus was here and he was equipping them for years it's kind of like they were a kid and they were growing up from 0 to 18 years old same thing when when you have a parent in a household you're the kid you know where you're going to sleep a lot of times you know where you're going to sleep you know what you're going to eat you know your needs are met you're going to go to school you know you're going to have clothes 
Same thing with Jesus. He That's what he was doing with his disciples for all those years of his life. Now, I know when you're a kid, you go from zero to 18 and you're on your own. But Jesus, he took care of them just like that. He knew where they were going to go. He knew where they were going to sleep. He knew what was going to happen. And then, once he knew what they want, he sent them out. Amen. All right, time to leave the nest. But he said, don't worry. Because like you just said, all your needs are going to be met. Don't worry. Don't stress. Because if they had an ounce of stress or anxiety, then that would inhe- that would inherit. It would hurt them exactly. uh, to, to fulfill the fullness of God. Exactly. So he's saying, you don't have to worry about nothing. I got you covered. And, and then he told them, you know, these are the people you want to look for. He mm-hmm. specifically said, go into the towns and ask who here is worthy. So these are the people that you're supposed to be going and seeking out. Who's worthy in this town? Who is worthy? That's a powerful statement. Like, wow. Can you imagine being one of, the, one of Jesus' disciples and walking into a town? Let's say you're going into City Hall and you're going up to the mayor of the town and saying, who here in this town is worthy to, to talk to? Who should we go talk to? Who is an important person that we need to speak with? Could you imagine doing that? That 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 right there seems like a lot. Yeah, it, it, I'm sure they they were nervous about it, but of course they, they spent time with Jesus. He told them what to do. He taught them. So I think they had that confidence that came from being with him. Then we get to the service and support portion of the mm-hmm. op word, and like we've already said, service and support's talking about you know how are you going to be supported in the military? And Jesus is very clear: all of your needs are met, all of them. Command and signal, I don't think this was necessarily used in Jesus's time because command and signal talks about command signs like or mm-hmm. call signs. So if you're in one unit, you might be Papa, Tango, Romeo, whatever. They, they might give you a code name. They didn't really give code names well, outside of maybe the Sons of Thunder, right? There, <laughs> there weren't too many yes. code names or call signs that, that they needed to be aware of. Why? Because they didn't have radios back then. But in the command and signal, it also talks about what's your chain of command. And we know that Jesus was the commander. He's the one who issued this command and said, you're going out. This is your mission. Jesus also told his disciples where he would be going. Because, I mean, mm, if, you're a yeah. good, if you're a good <laughs> leader, you're not going to just say, all right, I'm sending you guys out. Peace. No. You're going to be like, I'm sending you out. If you need anything, this is where I'm going to be. And so he had to tell them, because it says in the Gospels, so Matthew knew that Jesus was going to Galilee. So if Matthew knew, that means the other disciples knew that Jesus had gone to Galilee. But as soon as he finished delivering his operations order, and you can read the full order in Matthew chapter 10, it says in verse 1 of chapter 11 that Jesus finished speaking his disciples immediately left him to go fulfill their missions. They went. There was no hesitation. They got their orders. They understood their orders. Exactly. They were clear about what they were to do, and they went. He didn't have to hold their hand. He didn't have to go sit over them and watch <laughs> them and micromanage them. In fact, what did Jesus do? As soon as his disciples left, it says in verse 1, that he went preaching and teaching all over the cities of Galilee. So, wow. so that tells me that just because you have helpers and you send them out, that your job as a leader is finished when you send your people out to go do it. You still have to fulfill the mission that you were assigned to do. And Jesus's mission right. was assigned to go to the cities of Galilee. Meanwhile, he was able to accomplish more by sending his disciples out to the regions surrounding that area so that he could uh, impact more people 
in less time. So a few things about sending out your followers to do the work. Number one, first, you got to call, call your followers. Second, you must show your followers what to do by performing the work and demonstrating what and how to do it. Number three, you must teach your followers the why behind what you're doing, get behind closed doors, share the vision of your ministry and business and instruct them so they have a clear understanding of what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And then number four, send them out. Give them a clear mission. Don't be too specific because it's not necessarily about how it gets done, but that the mission is completed in the end. About the end result. That's right. If the way they finished the mission mattered, then Jesus could have quickly done it himself. But Jesus left the way up to them. He trusted them. He trained them. He trusted them to do it. You can try to do things based on your own understanding, but the better way to do it, and we touched on this last episode, is to renew your mind. Get in the Word. Oh, yep. Renew your mind and adopt the mind of Christ. When you are able to think the way Jesus thinks, then you're able to execute the way that Jesus would execute. Wow, just listening back to that episode, I can see why it was one of our most listened to episodes of this year. Man, that was power packed from learning about an operations order and how Jesus gave an operations order to his disciples. I hope this message encourages you today, and I hope it was a friendly reminder of how we are supposed to do things as leaders and how we lead our team and how we lead ourselves. So next time we we come back to the podcast, I'm going to give you another of our top five episodes of 2022. We'll be listening again to Leaders Call Their Followers. So that came before this episode that you just heard, but it was our top four, number four most listened to podcasts, and you'll get to hear that one next week. Until then, we call you blessed, and may you prosper and be in good health in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to Marketplace Ministry. What did God speak to you about during today's show? Join the conversation using hashtag Marketplace Ministry on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Got a question for the show? Email us at info at marketplaceministrypodcast.com or text us at 502-833-6136. Keep seeking God first and serving His people well, and your business will prosper in Jesus' name.